we actually had a client who, when we put his information on the model, he, he was a real estate investor, still is a real estate yeah. investor. He had, I think, 15 doors. And, and so what I mean by that is 15, um, I guess it's not properties, but 15 doors that are producing cash flow. Yep. Uh, and he realized by putting his information on an independent model that it was going to take 120 doors to support the lifestyle that he wanted. And he came to the conclusion himself after seeing it firsthand that that route was not going to get him where he wanted to go in the time frame that he needed to. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about real estate on today's Better Wealth Breakdown, where we break down ideas, thoughts, and quotes from around the world to help you live a more intentional life. And whether it's real estate or Bitcoin, I love these topics. Yeah. It gets a lot of good engagement and comments. I love asking the question, is real estate going to save your retirement? Is Bitcoin going to save your retirement? And it, even before we get into that, it's this idea of investor DNA of like, what what is the thing that aligns with you and the way, like whether yep. it's risk tolerance, whether it's a unique ability, whether it's, you know, um, you know, the amount of money that you have, like your investor DNA is a whole combination of things. Mm -hmm. And what's so sad to me is, is finding a lot of these people in the 50 to 65 range who are waking up to the fact that they didn't save or invest enough money. Mm -hmm. And now they're going out to the YouTubes and are saying, what can I do? And what's coming up over and over and over. Real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate. Yeah. And I'm not here to say that real estate's a bad thing. I, I wanted to get re into real estate. The reason I'm here is because I wanted to get into real yeah, estate. Yeah, in fact, I should plug Matt Four. Matt Matt Four is part of the Better Wealth Network. He has a podcast called Ice Cream with Investors, and it's all about real estate, investing, all you need to know about real estate. We're such huge fans of real estate at Better Wealth that we have a podcast, and I think what you're saying is just because there's a good idea or a good asset, just because we wrote a book called The And Asset doesn't mean everyone needs an And Asset in their life. And and we've just experienced people go, oh no, what do I do? Oh, I read a book by this guy named Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, real estate's this magical thing that if I put money, I'll just put money back in my pocket. And it, and it doesn't work that way. No. It can be a phenomenal asset class to own. And also we, we hear those horror stories, we see those horror stories of people that have real estate and they're underwater or the asset is doing the exact opposite of what they thought they, it was going to do yep. because of them, yep. not the investment. It's the investor. Sorry, I'm stealing your thunder no, here. It's all good. Uh, we, we did an episode of uh, cost avoidance syndrome, and I think yep. it's rampant in in the people that are, again, in that 50 to 65 range yep. of they want to get into real estate, and then they, they just like forego a lot of the costs because yep. they need the numbers to work. Yep. And it's like the worst time to be going all into some form of investment that you've never done before. Because yep. you don't have that much time. You don't have time. You don't have yep. the experience. And it's just so, it's so frustrating to me to hear these stories of people who are like either have almost nothing saved to begin with. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly they think that, oh, I'm going to take a 401k loan and go buy a, a rental property that's going to yep. cash flow $200 a month. Yep. And what they it goes back to what results do they want they want cash flow and what we're seeing and hearing in the real estate community is real estate provides passive cash flow makes sense yep but it's all in context of your investor dna in in your financial situation and where where you are in life yep and i like asking the question back to these people and saying okay how much would you like to live on in retirement 
is it $3,000 a month? Is it $10,000 a month? Is it $20,000 a month? You know, if you're used to having an income of $250,000, it's a heck of a lot of real estate to be yep. able to, and, and, you know, most yep. people don't want to reduce their lifestyle, mm-hmm. but the reality is most people are going to have to, right? But, but if they're looking at it as, oh, I'm going to create passive income to replace my salary. Mm-hmm. And I just recently spoke to a gentleman who is can save almost $200,000 a year. He's doing very well for himself, although he hasn't saved his entire life. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly a, a switch flipped and he was like, I got to start saving. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been making this kind of money his whole life, um, but he is now. And he's realizing mm-hmm. like, I got to do something. Yep. And so in his head, he's like, I'm going to buy real estate. And so he started telling me about the, the first property that he invested in. And he put over $100,000 on a down payment in an investment property that is cash flowing zero dollars, zero, zero dollars. Hmm. And his theory is such that, and it makes sense, that he he's going to pay down the mortgage. Basically, the renters are going to pay down the mortgage, which will allow it to start cash flowing, which mathematically makes sense. But it's like, oh my gosh. Is it is it a 15-year mortgage? Or it's, is a, it? it's a 30-year mortgage. So this is like a 30-year play? It's a yeah, and he's he's fifty five years old, and so th- these hmm. are these are the things that really frustrate me because he's making probably four hundred fifty yeah. to five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and and I asked him the question. I asked him that question of yeah. how much would you like to live on, and he said he would be able to survive on ten thousand dollars a month. Okay, okay, and I said, how many properties are you going to need to support that ten thousand right. dollars a month? Because he doesn't have anything else right now. Well, and also the, the buying real estate to, yeah, buying real estate with the idea of when the mortgage gets paid off, it's going to start cash flowing. I think I think for a lot of real estate investors, they're that they would say that's not a good deal. Absolutely not, because there's there's no cash on cash return. Yeah. So so yeah. the hope is that the market goes up and you can either refinance or sell. Well, the question is, what if we have another 2008 and right. suddenly your $650,000 property is worth worth Yeah. I but but okay, the, thing, the the thing that I I just asked the question to him is why real estate? Right. What cuz the result that he wants is cash flow. Yeah. And if you can save 100 to 200,000 dollars a year, there's still a lot of time and there's a lot of other tools available. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of other asset classes. Yeah, that yeah. don't require all the time, the emotional energy and and, yep. and everything that comes with real estate. And again, I'm, I'm not saying real estate's a bad deal. It's just like, it comes back to this investor DNA and, and just what we are experiencing in people that yeah. are in that phase who aren't all full-time real estate yeah. investors. Like you you interviewed a full-time real, real estate investor just recently and he's doing awesome because that's his full-time gig. Yeah, And so yeah. It, again, it was just a matter of could we could we do something else to get the same result or or better? Yeah. So we talked about investor DNA, and I think we need to explain what that is. And I also think we need to be we need to come alongside the people that are in their fifties, maybe sixties, maybe in their forties, and saying, "Oh, I have not done anything yet, and I'm way behind." I feel that, like I feel that, like there's what do we need to do? So it's like, okay, you can say, "Don't do real estate." But if you were in that situation, where would you begin to figure out what you need to do? Because I think we can all agree that just at 55 or 45, just putting your money passively into an account, it, it I, unfortunately, I just think time is not on your side anymore. Time, time's not on your side. And I think this goes back to this idea of working with an expert, working, yep. you know, if, if you've gone 45 
years of your life, you know, of your adult life, and you haven't figured it out yet, you're probably not going to figure it out now. Yeah. So finding somebody that you trust who can actually help you from a financial perspective is going to yeah. be going to pay dividends, no pun yeah. intended. Um, but you can go to betterwealth.com if you, <laughs> if you, if you don't have anyone that you're working with and you want to work with some people. Betterwealth.com might be a great resource. <laughs> well, and, and we just did an episode on long-term accountable results. And yeah. I, I, I'm going to keep referencing this now in every podcast. I have recency bias. Yeah. Uh, we're stacking all these things on top of each other now. But we actually had a client who, when we put his information on the model, he he was a real estate investor. Still is a real estate yeah. investor. He had, I think, 15 doors. And, and so what I mean by that is 15, um, I guess it's not properties, but 15 doors that are producing cash flow. Yeah. Uh, and... He realized by putting his information on an independent model that it was going to take 120 doors to support the lifestyle that he wanted. And he came to the conclusion himself after seeing it firsthand that that route was not going to get him where he wanted to go in the time frame that he needed to. And, you know, for back to the original example, this gentleman, in my opinion, is probably going to have to work longer than he wants to. But that is the reality of the situation is... Mm-hmm. Because the time horizon is, just, is so short, in a lot of respects, you're the you have to work longer in order to maintain yeah. or to be able to hit the the targets that you want to, and that's not always a bad thing. You know, it's like the there is a world, and I think the, there's a future book on this topic of finding something in the later stages of life that yeah. actually fuels yeah. your passion and do it on a part time basis. Yeah, it's so funny because like I want to write kids' books, and I also want to write like books on like what do you do like when you realize you can't retire not from like experience but just it's like i feel like that would be a bestseller because i feel like there's a huge demand of people that go crap what do i do now and and so it's like that and and i just my creative brain's like there's so much there's so much you could do because they have something that we don't experience and time and a lot of wisdom and that's super valuable and i think companies like like better wealth will be looking for for um, those hybrid positions in the future. And so, yeah, we could have a whole nother episode even on leveraged cash flow versus passive cash flow. Cause I think the word passive is just really a negative word when we, when you really measure it, it's just, it actually, it, it, it's doing more damage than good. Yeah. And, and what I want to say is hope is not lost even in these yeah. examples. It is lost if you don't get help. Yeah. Because there's so many different ways that you can still optimize and, you know, I'm thinking if it's in the context of a book, it's like, there's two things you need to do. Find something that you love, mm-hmm. find a good place to put your money or good places to put your money and figure out how to optimize social security. Yeah. Because even, even that aspect can like just the aspect of optimizing social security and making sure that you take it at the proper time could make a big difference mm-hmm. in retirement. I love it, man. Anything that, that you want to add? We, I don't know. What, what did we even start with in this podcast? We started it with the question of, will real estate save your retirement? Got it. All right. So don't be that person that's throwing darts at the wall or reads a book or struggles with recency bias and says, this is what I want to do. Um, understanding your investor DNA, which is another way of just saying, what are you uniquely good at? What do you like doing? What are you like? What would help you get closest to w- the life that you want? And then understand how to like do the things that you love, maybe think outside the box, work with someone that can maybe not be so emotional, that can help you. Betterwealth.com is a place, but there's so many phenomenal people out there that could help you with that. Um, and so I thought, I think that's a great, I think that's a great episode.
Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.